0: When I'm walking home Or phoning for a friend I've gotta get sense to save set
1: that it announces
2: yeah i'm glad the cia is telling us that we are indeed recording <laughs> uh welcome folks to the garrett schalke podcast i am your host garrett schalke and uh hey it's the final episode of the season fourth season yeah i think i got right yeah fourth season of powerful gsp is coming to an end next one's coming up and it's also December. So, uh, you know what that means? The solstice. Close. Even better. It's more fucking Christmas special time. Oh. Da, 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 da. All right. Yeah, folks, uh, welcome to the Christmas special. I am here with uh, with uh, my editor, Zach Elmblad. And, uh, and we also have a very special guest today. My guest is uh, Zooming, yeah, Zooming, zooms for us straight from the fair fair city of Saltash, Cornwall, based in jolly old England. He is a comedian, musician, podcaster, and writer, whose credits include being the co-founder of Punk Comedy, the singer at the Sexy Offenders, host of the Red Sun podcast, which I had the pleasure of being on a few months ago. And most recently, he's the author of Your Memories May Contain Sponsor Contents. And uh, alongside my editor, Zach, I can't think of anyone else I would uh, rather end this season of hashtag powerful GSP with. <laughs> La- ladies and gentlemen, T.
3: Latimer. Hey. <laughs> hey, dude. Thanks for uh, coming on. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, yeah the Red 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 Sun podcast is dead now. Um, still got the interview up. I'm gonna I, I'm doing like a different podcast at some point soon because it's oh. kind of like real. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Pa- partially like I I don't like I don't know enough about comics to do a comic book podcast, and I kind of wanted to do like about other stuff. So I'm doing I'm doing I'm gonna start a new one in the new year. But um, that's it. It's dead. It's dead. It's no longer. Okay. So, well, uh, rest in peace. Sir. And the, the band's dead as well. A lot of that things are dead. You're just, you're just telling me of old times. The book's new, though. The book's a good thing.
2: <laughs> you, know, uh, you know who uh, passed away earlier this morning? Who's that? Anna Rice.
3: Oh, what? Uh, a vamp- a vampire?
2: Yeah, interview with a
3: Vampire, Queen of the Damned. Wow. Did she write that in two weeks? Oh, did she? Yeah, I heard it was like for a writing competition or something. She's just, like, just, like Written like two weeks. I think how true that is. Um, I got uh, told that though, which would be well,
2: crazy. well, it's, it's been some time since I heard, since I read up on her. But uh, if I remember right, I think it was a short story originally. Then uh, when her daughter passed away, she uh, decided to span it out into an entire novel. And the rest is history. But yeah, uh, she passed away this
3: morning. That stinks. How oh, old is she? Or oh, was she? I think she was in her eighties. Oh, that's that's fair. That's a fair age, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess so, but still. Yeah, it's, it's sad, but you know, it's
2: like I mean, your podcast is dead, Anne Rice is dead. <laughs> what's, what's still alive these days, Tom?
3: Uh coronavirus, that's still going. So it's got a new got a new album out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: They're, they're getting to the fun parts of the Greek alphabet. Like <laughs> I heard Omicron, I was like, wow, we're at Omicron already. It's great.
2: Yeah, when I first heard it, I was like, oh wow, they're naming the variants
1: after Robocop villains now. Right. right? <laughs> we need gamma. What's another one? What's like a late one? Theta? The theta variant. Yeah, jeez. Huh. Kappa. Kappa. <laughs> uh, we can get to all that,
2: but uh, yeah, dude, uh, how, how are you doing? It's been a little bit since we podcasted, and we have talked a little bit.
3: Now, what have you been up to lately? Um, I've been, so I Burke. my book. Um, well, I wrote like the first installment for it, it's like a serialized thing. Uh, and I've been doing like a like a monster of the week campaign uh like on YouTube It's pretty good enjoy really doing that and I'm doing like i don't know I'm a very conflicting person like I'm like an anarchist, but also I'm doing like Pokemon shit on youtube so, so it's <laughs> it's complex i'm a complex human being, <laughs> so I'm doing like a pokemon competition It's really shit and that you talk about like oh, this is the cool shit I'm doing I'm just playing pokemon and
2: oh okay. come oh come on dude uh i'm <laughs> I'm the same way, but uh, but you know I'm very serious socialists. You know, sharing all these articles, sharing all these memes. But then the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog* two drops, and you know, I I just I just geek the fuck out. They got knuckles, <laughs> they got fucking knuckles in this one, and
3: it's, he's, he's voice knuckles.
2: He's voiced by uh, I am gonna fuck up this name, Idris Alba,
3: Idris Alba. Yeah, oh, was. Like, he's from the wire, isn't he? Is yeah, he's a. Yeah, uh, vo- the- yeah, he's voicing Knuckles. Ah, he seems seems a bit beneath him, doesn't it? Good actor, well, I guess he's well. just the guy. <laughs> in- <laughs> the writing—it's amazing. Yeah, I know. This little fucking thing that gets rings, <laughs>
1: it just runs around the trees. He's like, "Fuck yeah!"
2: No, no, that, no, sir. That is Sonic the Hedgehog. Knuckles is the red thing that sits in front of a giant green emerald and he guards it.
1: Oh he just is the guard. He's, he's the guard not man. after the rings? No, no he <laughs> isn't. And uh Oh
3: he's like the he's like in uh like four films is the guard of the the what's it called? The yeah the road the four road. You know, what about in the four films where he's like he's in that. He guards like the, the big road to Earth.
1: <laughs> Indrus Alba. Oh yeah. Indus Alba uh,
3: yeah. Honestly I don't about, know much about him. He just like seems to be playing guards now. That's his typecast.
2: <laughs> well, I heard he was he was potentially going to be the next James Bond,
3: but uh, I guess I guess he chose <laughs> Knuckles the Akindo over James
2: Bond.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'd I pick Knuckles. To be fair, I don't know why they still make James Bond films. Awful. Yeah.
2: Uh, speaking of trailers, uh, a little comic book talk. Have you seen the trailer for uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse?
3: Oh no! Um, but it, I like the I like the first the first one. Is it good? Are you excited?
2: Oh, dude! The, tra- the trailer is also very awesome. Uh, it shows Miles Morales fighting with uh, Spider-Man 2099, which is the future Spider-Man. That's pretty cool. It is
3: cool. It. It's coming out next year or two, so uh
2: very excited.
3: I'm like really are you hyped about the new Spider Man film? Because I'm like really angry about it and everyone's Oh, like, No like, Way Home. Yeah. Wait, what are you angry about? I'm very I mean, happy about it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what annoys me, is everyone's just hyped about it. And I'm like, No, you're you're wrong. You're wrong to be hyped, because like they're adding like the well, other t- <laughs> adding the, t- the two other Spider Man in it. Like you know, the old ones.
2: Oh yeah, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield.
3: Yeah. So, firstly, I, think, I don't want them to be canon in the Marvel universe. I want it to be its own thing. I like Tom Holland. I think he's a better Spider-Man than them. Oh. And then, and then they've got like, do you remember Spider-Man Three, where like Sam Raimi was like, I just want to do like Sandman and shit, and then they're like, nah, you got got to do, got to do whatever it was. Yeah, the, <laughs> what, yeah, the extra. I can't remember. a really bad memory. But they had like, he added too many villains into it. It became like a mess. And that's what well, they with Well, uh, at least.
2: Yeah, I could see what you mean, but at least this one has a reason, you know. Like the multi he fucks up the multiverse, and all these different villains are coming in. Yeah. Not
3: just
2: not just like with Spider-Man three, where it's like, oh, let's throw in this one and that one.
3: Yeah, we've got the multiverse film though. We've got, like Spider-Verse. Just, just keep that. I do what I wanted. Like just, just get Kingpin. I've have, I've have have Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. It may still happen. I mean, uh, that's just they have have a, a film.
2: they're going to have a Daredevil from the Netflix series. He's going to be in this film. I guess he's Peter
3: Parker's lawyer. Yeah, see, I was hyped about that. Like, but that's too much. It's too many things. I think.
2: Mm. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to be optimistic here. <laughs> You know, you know me, Gareth Shelton just Mr. Optimism, Mr. Everything's good, everything's happy.
1: <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I know you to be. God, the I am perfect description of your character and outlook.
2: You know what? I, I can't lie, to you guys. I am so <laughs> fucking sad right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's December in Michigan.
2: Oh yeah, it's it's very depressing here actually. Because it's very cold, it's very dry. It's kind of a wasteland, actually. How about uh, where you're at? How's uh winter in
3: uh, Cornwall? Cool, wet normally. Normally it's just wet, lots of rain and wind, which is not a combination. I remember once one winter, I got like a cigarette out of my pocket and like I went to go light it, and the the rain just just got so wet, it just evaporated. Uh, Been I there. Should, like walking through water sometimes. Do you uh
2: you get more snow or rain during the
3: winter? Rain, rain. We get like um like up the country there's like snow, but I just it's just wet because what's next to the sea? It's just salt and it just didn't get any any good shit. Just just wet. Okay. Do you get snow? Oh yes, we
2: do, but uh a lot. But due to climate change, which as we all know is just completely fake, made up by lipped hearts. But uh. No, due to climate change, it's been really on and off during years. Like, some years we'll just get piled on, just polar vortex, smack. Or others, like right now, it's we rain, like, what, two days ago? Just wiped out all the snow. But it's very cold still.
1: Yeah, just yeah. it hovers around freezing, uh, kind of mid-January, early February. It'll go pretty far below freezing the wind chill will be really bad. We live really close to the Great Lakes, so instead of what you were describing with the climate being sort of the the salt from the sea air sort of depresses the precipitation into rain it doesn't it it lowers the freezing temperature so it doesn't ever become snow. But with the Great Lakes all the water evaporates and then there's these bands of um, like horizontal stretches uh, uh, across the state where we get what's called lake effect snow where like every once in a while randomly it'll just dump you know up to your up oh. to your waist of snow <laughs> and like we have trucks and like entire um like systems for dealing with it like on the highway, there'll just be like every every 20 or 30 miles, there'll be like a big ass pile of salt that trucks just come and pick up and they just distribute it all over the roads. And then um, that does the same thing as the the sea air, making it like not melt as as readily. But yeah, the, the snow just piles up around here. Sometimes it it lasts for six weeks, sometimes it lasts for like four months. So you never really know.
3: Do you ever, you ever got snowed in? Has that happened before? Oh yeah. Oh yes. What's oh, that yeah. like? Do you have to prepare for it? Do you yeah. Have, is that a thing you need to, to consider in your life? Well, yeah.
1: You got to make sure your pipes don't freeze if you're not at home and you leave the house. Like you got to make sure you keep the the furnace on to a certain level. Uh, you always want to make sure that you have food because there'll be like grocery store runs, like in the same way that like COVID. Had like runs on certain products, or sometimes the entire store. Like, if you find out there's going to be a huge ice storm or a really big snowstorm, everyone will go to the local grocery store and just buy everything. And so, you'll go it like I used to work at a grocery store, and every morning after a storm, we have to like go take all the shit off the truck and just like put it like the entire grocery store would be empty, like every box of cereal and every. Every, like, piece of broccoli and, like, head of lettuce <laughs> and, like, bag of pasta, everything would just be gone. An empty building.
3: Well, have, you, have you ever been snowed in somewhere that's not your house?
1: That, it's, it's really hard for that to happen these days because they they take care of it as the day goes by. So the trucks will be dispatched they'll have it cleaned up and ready. So like all the mobility is still there, but like back in the nineties, definitely like when I was a kid or like really young teenager, there was definitely days where they just shut down school. Like no one would go to work. If you went outside, like the cops would just be out on the streets and they'd pull you over and be like, why don't you just go home? There's no reason to be out. Like it's so dangerous. Just don't do this. So it it definitely, like society definitely shuts down in the really, really, really bad conditions, but where we're, where we are, it's not really like that anymore. As you, as he was saying, whether it's climate change in aggregate or just kind of the, the general fluctuations of being in our particular microclimate, um, the last few years have been pretty light on the snow, but it still snows. It just doesn't stick and pile up. It's just gone the next day.
2: Yeah, I have uh, been snowed in other places because uh,
1: my family lives up in northern Michigan,
2: at a place called Alpino. Yeah. I can do this since I'm from Michigan. Our our state's shaped like a hand, so we can do this. We're like down here. You got
1: to put it up so it's uh, on camera. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: we're like right here. My parents' folks are like up here, pretty high up, very yeah. rural area. And uh, I've been snowing a couple times when I visit in the winter. I think, like, twice my mom just straight up begged me to call in the next day because the snowstorm was just so bad. And in our times, like, even this past Thanksgiving after I came to visit, it was just raging snowstorm up in northern Michigan. Get down south, though, perfectly clear. Yeah. So it also like depends on where you live in Michigan. Like I live in Grand Rapids. It's like the biggest city in Michigan, right in the city. So, uh, every, so we get taken care of, you know, roads are plowed. electricity goes out, it's pretty, take care of pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But if you're like the more rural areas around Grand Rapids or you're up North where it's more rural there. Yeah. Uh, you're kind of fucked
1: for a little bit. Three days, a week, maybe. Yeah, nothing too bad. You can wait a week. Well, I mean, that's what they tell you to prepare for. Make sure you have fresh water and canned food so that you can eat, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. I've definitely had my furnace go out in the dead of January with, like, below freezing temps and, like, had to turn on the oven and, like, put fans to distribute mm-hmm. heat throughout my house and stuff yeah. like that. Definitely.
2: Uh, uh, how about where you're at? Ever had to deal with any uh, uh, winter storm stuff that just screws you over?
3: Well, I've like where I live, there's like a um, a bridge that gets you out of the county. Um, that's basically. I live in a little town next to Plymouth, so it's like a, you just it's literally like the bridge is right next to like where I live. So used to go through the bridge every day and like that will just shut down with storms and stuff like that over <laughs> once like uh the storms are so bad the buses just weren't running back to the bridge so i got a bus next to um the uh like the little little bit next to it so it was still going through there. I got off of it, and just walked across the bridge. I just remember like I, you couldn't you couldn't drive through it, but you could walk through it. And I just was walking through it and just this wind just blowing against me. I was like, I don't know whether this was a was a very good idea, but I just really wanted to go. Oh <laughs>
2: uh, dude, I have had
3: that happen so many
2: times where it's like, wow this weather's really shitty, but uh I want to go get some PBR. <laughs> oh, I could just walk down to this store. It's less than five minutes away get out (laughs) God yeah dude uh, just curious uh, how far are you from uh,
3: London uh... because about three and a half hours England's pretty small pretty small place like you can like drive anywhere it's like a few hours away I mean like because I'm like right at the bottom of the country and it's like three and a half hours to London I used to live in Oxford which is like pretty close to it. Um,
2: okay. the... uh, actually, uh, Zach, <laughs> Reliable as always has brought up a map. Yeah, yeah, I can see why. Because I remember <laughs> when I was uh, visiting England, you and I were messaging back and forth because <laughs> I was just taking pictures constantly. I think I did ask you once, like, God, where the fuck do I go? I, I got on mass but this roads, these roads just taking me around everywhere
3: what the fuck it doesn't make any sense the way we, we lay stuff out just doesn't make any sense and the, like the roads are like so narrow like because you know our cars are getting bigger and bigger like oh, yeah. in, Corn- in cornwall we have all these tiny little roads and like it literally like for both ways it's the size of one car and it's, they just like put these little idents in it so you can like pull over if another car's coming and there's, and there's still a really fast speed limit and you sort of drive <laughs> it's just so dangerous like I, but yeah I, I, they're not going to fix it they're just going to eventually cars going to get too big to ever go down there and we'll just abandon those villages i think yeah yeah I, w- <laughs> I went to uh
2: new orleans this past summer for my summer vacation uh, it was great. And uh, I stayed in the French Quarter, you know, the oldest part of New Orleans, I believe. Dude, it, it reminded me exactly like Soho in London. You know, very old and uh, very smelly and narrow roads, like holy shit. The only difference is that in New Orleans, uh, if you piss someone off with your driving, they will let you know. Even they will even like throw shit at your car, mostly beets. <laughs> beets, beets.
1: Oh, beets! I know, gotcha. You know, I'm it's... just thinking like the vegetable, like the root. <laughs> like I'm like, do they just carry around beets to throw at people? Uh, <laughs> I just uh, I, I, I misheard, and it was the best, <laughs> the best thing to miss here because I <laughs> saw uh, I was in a place yesterday where there was an actual wheelbarrow of sugar beets, and God. so I have a visual. Like a, a visual idea of what carrying around like a load of beats would actually look like, and it's yeah, dude. I I digress.
2: <laughs> I love my accent more and more every year
1: because just lo- love how I can fuck up
2: simple words like that.
1: Yeah, this is my deaf ear too, so I Wait. can't hear. Wait, you're deaf? I'm not. No, I'm like, I'm partially deaf at certain frequencies as a result of playing the drums for 25 years (laughs) in this ear specifically.
2: Oh, so you're kind of like the edge of you two. Yeah. Yeah, his ears are fucked up.
1: It's what happens when you're a musician. It just is a thing.
2: Wow, you, re- you reacted a lot better to that comparison than I thought you would. Well, I am the edge.
3: <laughs> it seems like a horrible thing. Like, just you love music so much that you'll, you'll probably end up losing your ability to hear. It's
1: like, <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's sort of like a a, a sacrificial organ, the ears, <laughs> in this case. Like, how how badly do you want to experience music as part of your life? Well, if you if you really want to. Be part of it, and you don't wear hearing protection because in 1998 no one was wearing head earplugs. Like,
2: hearing protection is gay, right? Yeah, you get punched
1: (laughs) right in the face for doing something like that. You're like, Well, you don't, you you pay to pay to come here, you don't want to
3: listen, slap. Hey, you don't want to go deaf like the rest of us, (laughs) exactly. I mean, that is certainly the mentality. (laughs) Come on, uh, yeah. what you
2: think you're better than us who have constant ringing in our ears? Right. <laughs> man. All those
1: old guys that 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 used to go and like drink cheap beer and go to like metal shows and show up with like steel-toed boots on and literally just kick the shit out of whoever fell over. Like, you know, these days, if if you're if there's a circle pit or something and someone goes down, you're like, help that kid up, yeah. right? No, dude. Back in the day, they just start kicking. Like that's why you didn't want to go down because they just start stopping you. They're like, "All right, meet." <laughs>
2: no, I, I don't mosh anymore because I'm too fat and too old. But oh, same. Even, But even like my early mid twenties, I take it like metal mosh pits. No way, I was strictly punk mosh pits, especially yeah. pop punk, where like you know you're jumping up and down and you'll bump into each other,
3: put your arm around and hey. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's like a fun, a fun thing. Metalheads yeah. are just dicks. They are the worst.
1: <laughs> there's yeah, there's some oh. serious punching going on in metal hits, or at Dude. least circa Wor- nineteen ninety
2: eight for sure. Wor- worst metal fans I've ever encountered. Slayer fans. Been there. I like Slayer too, but they're fans. God,
1: fuck them. The ministry was probably the worst for me. That was tough.
3: What's what's the what's the story behind the these fan interactions?
2: Okay, I'll go first. Uh, me and my coworker Chad, let's call him Chad, uh, we went and saw Slayer at Banandle Arena, the big arena in Grand Rapids. And uh, first of all, I must say, you know, Slayer, legendary thrash band, one of the big four. Dude, cheap ass tickets to see them. Mm-hmm. Unlike Metallica, where it's like two thousand dollars a tickets. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, we got really good seats for less than eight bucks or something. So we're just sitting there, and uh, all right, I could see, like, tons of dudes with, like, fucking Nazi lightning bolt tats and shit. Oh, God, there, There's that. And uh, people, of course, were, like, throwing shit off the higher parts, and uh, two guys thought I did it to them because I was, like, standing up and, like, taking a picture of my phone. So they look up, and they just start yelling. One of them was like a younger dude. And then another one was like old, bald, goat face looking motherfucker. Just yells, fuck you, you fucking F-word. Come down here and do that to us, F-word. A lot of that. And for some dumb reason, I was like, I didn't do it. I didn't throw anything. You know, that continued till Chad grabbed me by the sleeve and like pulled me down. He's like, Stop fucking arguing with them. You're not gonna win. Fair, fair assessment. There
1: is no arguing with meatheads. Yeah.
2: Other than that, the rest of the show was great. Slayer was awesome. Anthrax was performing, but they like cut their thing short for some reason. God, I forget the other band. And uh, actually, at the very beginning, maybe it was Ministry. Megadeth. No. No.
1: No, only if only it was Megadeth. I, I saw Megadeth and Slayer at the same show once in Grand Rapids. Nice. With Anthrax. When well, was that? That well, was a while ago. Yeah. Well, very quickly, uh
2: Okay, I don't know if I heard you know, but uh who was the metal band that did that cover of Dead Candy's Nazi punks fuck off? Was Napalm it ministry? Death? death. Yeah, Napalm Death. Yeah, that was who it was. Yeah, they performed first and they were
3: awesome. And they finished their set with their cover, of Nazi punks, fuck off. I, I saw, I saw Napalm Death at Boomtown uh, a couple of years ago, and like, I was like, really, 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 really fucked on Mandy or Molly, as you call it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. It two different, two different names. Great two chicks, is. but they
1: both end up with M because of the. Yeah. NBA. I love it. That's perfect.
3: <laughs> um i I took way too much like because i was making the bombs and i just made these like hefty ass bombs and like i i i got to napalm death and like they just came on stage and it was like the most loud loud abrasive thing i've ever heard in my life and i would have loved it if i hadn't have been like eyes rolled in the back of my head like oh just, you know when you're so high on mdma that you like you just you just can't you can't do anything really you just like you're so out of it you that sort of zombie yeah, mode I I, I I was I did Molly
2: twice but luckily that never happened to me Oh it's too much
3: <laughs> I I was
2: just in love with everything I did feel like too hot for a second
3: that's that's what you want that's the optimum effect if you if you're not like greedy you know i just want all of it. i want all the good feelings and i just try to have maximum amount of good feelings and i try like icarus (laughs) crash and like so i was there and like i would just like basically like uh like 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 a a tennis ball in like a game of like fucking i don't know tennis <laughs> just being banged around by all of these like cause I just a mosh bit like started straight away. I was just sort of near the front, but somehow I just got just like battered into it and I was like unable to just do anything and eventually I had to go find my tent and I was sick and couldn't find the tent and just was wandering around being sick for about an hour and a half when my friends were watching Farm Death. <laughs> so yeah, like moral of the story, like kids if you're gonna do drugs, don't be greedy. Just, no. just take enough.
2: Uh, I think I think metal would <laughs> unless it's like really melodic black metal or something I couldn't do drugs like that
3: No, no way it was no terrible way. idea it's a terrible idea I wasn't I I was going to just drink for it and for some reason just drugs came to me and I was like oh it's I'm at doom <laughs> It fun. happens all to all the us. drugs
2: <laughs> Drug,
1: I, I, Drugs I, come I, to me too my friend I understand <laughs> how this works it, it, it's, it's a confusing process you just wake up. You don't know what's going to happen to you, and then all of a sudden, there's just shit in your hand. You're like, wow. "Oh, should I eat?" Yes, okay.
2: Well, <laughs> as a famous musician and unfortunately sexual predator, Marilyn Manson once said, <laughs> "I don't love the drugs, but the trucks love me." Oh,
3: do you know what I found out was? I found out was a nonce yesterday? Oh wait, nonce. That's a, a pedo in, in 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 Britain. Oh yeah. Who? to ruin someone for you? Sure, go for it. Uh, Jimmy urine from Mindless Self-Indulgence found out he was a nonce yesterday. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, I know, I, that's uh, my. I, I, like, I really like Mindless Self-Indulgence. Oh, I, and I was like, oh, no. I've, I've known, I've heard of that long ago, but... I, I didn't hear of it before. And I, was like, I didn't I, I, I thought he was going to get cancelled, but just for being a dickhead. Like, I thought he was just going to be obnoxious dickhead and get cancelled. I was like, oh, that's fine. But no. No, and it was really bad. It was like what I was reading. I was like, oh, no, this is not okay. This is... <laughs> <laughs> just, i kept reading the article and it kept getting worse
1: oh uh, i just moved my records this weekend i'm like i like i had one bin that i'm like okay these are the ones i definitely want to listen to I definitely <laughs> threw some mindless self-indulgence in there man i'm like oh it's been a while like i haven't i haven't listened to this record in a bit toss that in the bin <laughs>
3: One of my favorite things doing at the moment is just like, you know, like people spoil TV shows for you. It's like I'm I'm spoiling music. Just go, oh, you know, you're a singer you love, nonce, mate. (laughs) <laughs> no, no good can't, anymore. <laughs> can't enjoy that music it's all about little girls <laughs> you just gotta like casually remove all the stuff
1: from the collection there's
3: been no music soon because apparently only pedophiles make good music exactly. now, just, uh... <laughs> No, the only, the only thing that would be like appropriate to
2: listen to is like you know, like nature sounds you can buy from like your local drugstore you know those <laughs> cds
1: for yeah. five bucks well, you know, Michael Jackson kind of survived this by dying no, no, at not. the exact right time,
3: so that I he know, was. Like, never... but everyone's saying it before he was dying, though, they weren't they? Just, but it know. wasn't
1: proved. In fact, it was. It was like a, like he was acquitted. So like, either either there was behind the scenes payments, and I mean, all that is to be determined. Like, there's definitely been a lot of allegations. But nothing was ever proven in a court of law. And so <laughs> so in in the way the United States works, man, the Ugh. the the court of public opinion, right? Like if you can <laughs> say, well, it was never proven that he touched kids. It was never proven. Everyone's like, Yeah, he gets a pass. So it's like you'll be in the grocery store and uh-huh. you just hear Michael Jackson tunes and you're like, wait, I thought that this was supposed to get taken off the playlist. Nah. No, nah, man, he died too soon for cancel culture. He made it. <laughs> He's on the Mount Rushmore of like pre-cancel culture people who should have been canceled. <laughs> I,
3: I don't think that would have ever have happened to him. I think he would have not got canceled for as long as he lived because he had so much money and such good lawyers. I think that's the only reason. Yeah. He got, like, that and you know. everybody
1: knew his story that he was also abused as a child by like on publicly, like on television. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was getting fucking slapped when he didn't sing the right notes and shit. So it's like, how are you going to expect this this person to develop in a normal psychological way? And, <laughs> you know, so everyone kind of gives him a pass, I think. Well, you
2: also have to remember, he was that good. He's the king of pop. Actually... Uh, from
1: hitting. It comes from hitting. <laughs> no,
2: like, to uh, compare it to a uk musician who uh got cancelled uh do you remember remember gary glitter i'm a gary glitter <laughs> yeah he's currently in prison finally yeah. it. It, yeah. there's a big difference imagine if he died
3: before uh well he got caught with all that
2: porn on his computer <laughs>
3: I don't know, though. I just think I think Michael Jackson like was because he was just such a big name and everyone loved his music so much as well. I do think he wasn't like Gary Glitter was not the same level as Michael Jackson. That's Definitely. I think that is why people give him a pass as well. Like Elvis Presley, do you remember all this, the stuff with Elvis Presley? Like, oh. you know, like his wife oh, or something. Like this yeah. doesn't get brought up very often. And I wonder, you know, I wonder if it's just because people are like, oh no, you don't fuck with Elvis Presley. I listen to his music. I don't care. Is that like, is is it because people were just ha- held in such high regard that that all of the negative things get forgotten about? I think it's that.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, the case with Elvis, and those old,
1: uh, those old dudes, Jerry Lee Lewis,
3: oh, he wow. married like
1: a twelve year old. No, he
2: got he got was his
1: cousin or something. Yeah,
2: um, no, he got in trouble. <laughs> Funny enough, he got in trouble for that finally when he went to perform in England. He brought his cousin wife with him. They asked, like, oh, who are you? She says, oh, I'm Jerry's wife, and I'm his cousin. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, the, the English public did not take kindly to this. <laughs> and that's how he got canceled for a little bit. <laughs> but the thing, the thing too, with, like, Elvis and that is that, well, at least when they were doing this, "Quote unquote" more accept acceptable back though.
1: I have I just have to sidebar here because traditionally maybe it's just like a hierarchical separation because isn't the monarchy pretty much all cousin fucking
3: like all sure the way like are. a
1: thousand years back? Yeah, oh,
3: exactly. Yeah, double standards. What it is? All right, right, right? Exactly.
1: You guys, oh, you rabble, you don't get to fuck your cousins.
3: I think we should cancel them. <laughs> Cousins yeah, in this country. So we, we have no leg to stand on at all. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the, things have changed, my
2: friends. Things have changed. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, are you uh, pounding a Budweiser
3: right now? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, oh. it's not, I would want Red Stripe, <laughs> but they don't, they don't <laughs> have it in stock at the moment.
1: Red Stripe, man, I haven't had a Red Stripe in a really long time. That's a man. That's a beer I always forget about. Eh, you don't think about it. Like it's that. all right. What, what, like what's it. your preferred beer, Garrett?
2: Oh boy! Uh, well, now and forever, it'll probably always be PBR. You know that's that? past blue, that's past blue ribbon. It's the famous like shit beer in America. Oh, I wonder. That
3: sounds amazing. I love shit beer.
2: Well, <laughs> here's the thing about PBR. It's A so-called classic beer, meaning has been around forever, and uh, there are worse beers out there, especially uh, in forty-ounce form, like Steel Reserve or King Cobra. But PBR just has like the the how do I God, I'm trying to describe this great beer to you. No, it it like rides the the middle of an okay beer. And like a little streak of, you know, ugh, like the beer that will make you cringe when you first take a sip. And uh, yeah, so... That's
3: what I, want. I like that. I like that. We, we, yeah. we have a lot of good Polish beer that are like that in this country. And it's always good to have.
1: Really? Strong yeah. and
3: it has that exact... It's okay. It's a bit... Uh, Wait, is, what's it called? exactly what you want, I think. Like Polish is beer is a lot of Polish beer. Just from Poland, there are a lot of, you get a lot of Polish beer over here and it's got... Usually you have okay. that sort of...
2: Okay, because on a previous episode last year, I had on a Scottish writer and singer, Louis Rive. We've had a similar conversation like this, and apparently there is a beer in England that's like PBR. It's like the hip. Also, another thing with PBR is that it's, besides like a working class beer, it's also considered a uh, hipster one. You know, it's what all the hip kit hip college kids like to drink because it's cheap and plentiful. <laughs> but yeah, that's my oh, was, forever... That was his
3: suggestion for you.
2: Oh, that's the thing. I'm tr- I can't remember the name of the beer. So I was kind of hoping that you, based on a description, you might,
3: might know a name for it. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I'd, I'd like to know. I have to go back and listen and find out. God damn it. Totally right. That's yeah. I was going to say, I was it. so busy
1: trying to share the screen. I didn't <laughs> listen. So what, yeah. what beer are you describing?
2: I don't know. I can't remember the name. I should tweet Louie later and be like, hey, what's that shitty beer you told me about <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, PBR might well, be my favorite. But there's one, I only have like one beer that I truly, truly like the taste of. That is
3: Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Is that is that, uh, is that an Indian beer? No, no, it's an
1: made Indian, here in America. Is there
3: an Indian beer with a similar name? <laughs> no, I'm maybe. thinking of a different one. There's a there's one with a similar name that you get in that you can only get in Indian Wait. takeaways. Oh, what? yeah, for some India. Reason, only... Wait, are you
2: talking about Tiger?
3: No, it's yeah, not Tiger, but there's another one. Something Moon that you can only get from Indian well, takeaways. I can't remember what it's called. Well,
2: this, this is called Blue Moon. It's based in America, but like when I've been to Canada. They had to name it Belgian Moon. Do like some copyright thing. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Blue Moon is the other beer I like. It's the only one I truly like the taste of. Everything else, like, I'm used to it, or I just like choke it down.
3: Uh, so just fine. Every beer's fine. I don't no... other than Other than like Carlin and Cowlesburg and Foster's, I like, can usually drink anything.
2: Uh, Foster's? Foster's
3: Australian for beer. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst a- yeah. I've I've like sometimes you go to a pub over here and like the only beer they have, well, Lager is Foster's, and you're just like, just yeah. can't drink it. That anymore. happens you know,
1: here. They get a deal on it. The dis the distrib the distribution company gets like a huge pallet of it, and so they'll put it on sale for like a dollar, two dollars, and we call the cans oil cans. It's like a it's like twice the size yeah, of a they're, can. Yeah, they're big. I don't know oh, if yeah, it's the all same. Of
3: our size. Yeah, the like that over Oh, okay. uh, no, no, yeah. I mean, it's we,
1: like uh, shorter and no. wider.
2: Yeah, we got oh. those size cans. These yeah. are like yeah, short yeah. fat, yeah,
1: plump. They have a unique a unique can shape and size that is only used for fosters. And it's fucking weird. It doesn't fit on a shelf right. It's <laughs> Everything about that beer sucks. <laughs> like, if you're a bar manager and someone sends you a fucking case of Foster's, you're like, "How do I
3: get this out of here as fast as I can?"
2: Hey, one dollar beer. You know,
3: do you know about like how like a lot of bars have ran in the UK with like how they're like sort of owned by breweries and stuff like that, and then they can. Oh, they are. No, I didn't know that. So, like in the UK, like lots of pubs are like brought by. Uh, I think they're brought by breweries. Uh, and they can only sell stuff made by those breweries. Okay. Like it kind of fucks oh, them. They're allowed to have one beer, bed. which is not from it. And But you have so much called free houses that you're allowed to have any. So it's like a, they own it oh, themselves. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like...
2: Because <laughs> uh, yeah, so. cause while, cause while I was in London, uh, well, of course, I drank Guinness because I wanted to try try it from straight from the source, as they say. Not the shitty Guinness here in America. Different island,
1: I think, but, but close enough.
2: Close enough, yeah. So so I drank Guinness. And uh, I also, I can't remember the name, of course, because it's been two years. But some local craft beer that was, like, really good. Then, uh, much to my amazement, American beer. Like, what you're drinking. Yeah, Like, they're all over. Everyone's drinking that. I'm like... Why yeah, are you I, drinking I, this I, shit? This is
3: American I, garbage. I noticed like a couple of years ago that American hipsters started drinking British ales and English hipsters started drinking America like little little cans oh, of American it. beer. there's a weird switch. <laughs>
2: God damn it!
3: We just keep bouncing the ideas back and forth.
1: So, like, whatever's popular over there is is like what the douchebags over here like,
3: and then whatever's yeah, popular over here watching, is the douchebags yeah, watching like, soccer and drinking ale. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, yeah. When I was over there, it was that, and uh, seeing some dipshits wearing Yankee hats and <laughs> MAGA hats. Right, I was, I would shake my head. I'm like, God, I flew fucking. Over ten hours across the ocean to get away from the shit. <laughs>
3: God damn it! What do okay. you think of like the um? What so did you just go to London? Did you visit anywhere else? Was it just? like Oh uh, yeah,
2: I I spent one day.
3: I went uh down to Brighton Beach Town. Oh, Brighton's amazing. I yeah, Brighton. I, loved, I went there. Yeah, dude, you? I
2: I loved it because. Uh, so far, London has been my only overseas trip, only, only place in Europe so far. So, of course, growing up, I had like a lot of preconceptions, you know, for movies, music, you name it. And I, one thing I always wanted to check out was a beach town in Europe, you know. And yeah, I went to Brighton and kind of lived up to everything that I imagined.
3: It was great. I loved
2: it. It's
3: like an old, like, a lot of, uh, sort of like, fiction and the sort of that's got that sort of old style you want there but yeah it's a really cool place they've got some really cool punk gigs over there really cool punk scene great really? food over there as well really yeah I, I honestly didn't
2: get that feel while i was
3: there it's like the lgbt capital of britain as well which is pretty cool oh cool uh
2: yeah well i went there i mainly went there to went swimming too because uh fun fact about me never swam in the ocean before then is it because you're landlocked? Are you landlocked? Uh, no, we're surrounded by the Great Lakes, which is freshwater.
3: But yeah. Oh, never... I mean like you no know, ocean, isn't it? Like, there's no ocean by ocean. us. No,
1: yeah. Like if you look at the map of the United States and there's like that big section right in the middle of it that's got a bunch of water. Um, that's, that's where we are. So it's like a, a little peninsula that sticks out into a, a, a huge, huge freshwater inland sea that does connect to the Atlantic ocean, but it's like seven or 800 miles away where like through Canada and like by New York where it actually comes out. Yeah.
2: And it also shows like my lack of experience or how much of a heck I am. Cause like, gee golly, I never swam in the ocean. So this was my first time swinging the ocean, the English channel. And of course I went to the nude part of the beach Cause I love, I have a little thing for nudism now. I I wish I could do it more, but unfortunately it's not really legal here in the U S and I'm not willing to like take a chance to get arrested to do it. So, uh, went there, swam, had a good time. And, uh, I do have one story out of that. I was swimming there, you know, all good. And, uh, some guy then starts yelling at me, you know, Hey, hey! Waving his hand, I'm like, "Oh, God damn it!" Because I thought I was in trouble. And I did something, so I walk up, all in the buff. Yes, is there a problem, sir? <laughs> he said, "Oh, no, no problem. I just wanted to warn you that uh, there's a school of jellyfish over there by the pier. You know, I'm sure you'll be fine, but I just wanted to warn you." I'm like, oh, okay. I go so back you, in the water. Were you
3: naked at this point? You- yes,
2: I was. It was a new beach. So then I get back in the water. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm in the ocean where there's literal monsters and I'm naked. <laughs> and then I went back to swimming. I was fine.
1: The ocean's scary, man. Yeah. God.
2: It <laughs> reminds me of a Jim Norton bit from Obi and Anthony. He has one called Fuck the Ocean. (laughs) That was one of the reasons. Because he's like, God, the ocean sucks. It's full of shit. You can't drink it. It sometimes hurts if you get in due to all your cuts. We should just fill up the ocean with
3: cement. (laughs) What did you think of um, English people when you came over? How how, how, how were we? Were we we kind? Were we rude? (laughs)
2: No, it, was, it was fine, dude. It was fine, dude. Uh, no, I didn't have any problems at all. Like, no one bothered me. You know, there wasn't, like, really anything, any awkward interactions. Okay, wait, there was one. I uh, bought some water at some place. And he's like, okay, that'll be two and a tenner. I'm like, wait, what's a tenner? Oh, 10 cents. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, oh, where are you from? United States. Oh, that's great. There's that. And twice. I'm sure you notice throughout your actions, I have this wonderful little accent. Yeah. uh, Here in America, people think that I have uh, uh, special needs or something like that due to my accent. No, in England, they think I'm from Norway.
3: Huh. I had that happen
2: twice. They're like, oh, where are you
3: from? Yeah, you don't have you don't have the most American accent I've ever heard. It, really? It, where's where is your accent from? I don't no, not not massively. Like
2: Oh, like from if, Michigan.
3: If I, was, if, I, if I was to do like a, a like an impression from an American, I would do an impression <laughs> of you. Oh. <laughs> Oh uh, <laughs> the Michigan you... accent, is that what you've is that is that what your what your accent is? Is it Mich- Michigan? Oh well
2: i I'll, I'll try to explain this very quickly because I've rehashed it so many times. Yes, this is a Michigan accent, because I looked it up. It's called Northern Inland accent. But another reason why I speak like this and why I mispronounce some words is because when I was a small child, aka a baby. I had a shit ton of ear infections and that fucked it up for me when I was learning how to like oh, God. say words because I wasn't hearing them properly. So it'd be like, okay, Gary, say tree. I'll say three. Uh, okay, Gary, say three. Tree. You know, it would be like that. So I had to go through speech therapy for like four or five years of when I was in school and uh, I got better obviously, but it still persists to this day
3: yeah i think i don't I find your accent to be like that you speak wrong it's just it sounds like you you, you don't have a very strong american accent it's sort of like a, everything you say is very clear and like, it sounds uh, as well not like when
2: <laughs> oh wow um that's very heartwarming thank you it's a lot better than what i get these days most of the time if i encounter someone it's like you no, know, i'll say something that, then they'll say do you have down syndrome
1: Wow, I just think that you mean that people in New Orleans throw beets at your car. <laughs> if only.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I, I flew down there too. No way, I'm fucking driving
1: down there. I'd eat the beads as long as they weren't rotting. Oh, they dude. threw them at me,
3: dude. No, Ugh. do they I just love have beads. Is it was it, what you know? They have the whole bead thing in in there. Is it just do they just have beads to Be- throw at people? Oh like, uh, No, it's uh... a. Yeah.
2: It's a thing in New Orleans because it's a party town, festival town. It's famous for Mardi Gras, which I'm going to next year, by the way. But uh, no, the whole thing about beats, besides it being a festive thing, is that if you go on like a uh, roof or a plateau or something, and you throw it down to women, they will show you their tits.
1: Oh specifically on this like one part of the city during a specific time actually no it's not is just it really, is it all the time
2: yeah this summer when i went there people were doing it is i it? i went up there and did it a couple of times just like the, see someone i see a chick i like be like hey what's up then i'll throw it down and it'll flash her tits at me hmm.
3: but i do not understand why they why they why they angrily threw it at you though i don't know what was going on that's what i try and understand uh,
2: but Maybe they, they
1: wanted to see
2: here. your tits. No, but no, no, no. None of this happened to me. Uh, I'm uh, just talking about when I was in the French Quarter. Like I said, uh, it's, it's like Soho in London. It's very old and the roads are narrow. So, of course, you'll get people driving through there and they'll fuck up in some way. And that will piss people off. So much to the fact that they'll like either yell at you or even throw shit at your car you know, say like, don't fucking drive down this way, then just throw some shit at your car window. No, this did not happen to me. I saw it happen. (laughs) When I was was just walking around, you know, being a tourist. God, we are really rambling on here, because this is a Christmas episode, remember? I thought that's what
1: we did on Christmas episodes.
2: Yeah, God, we do it on all episodes, (laughs) <laughs> Zach and I, but no, we have a guest here, so we need to be somewhat professional uh it's a this is a Christmas episode, so uh let's talk about Christmas a little bit um tom uh how's how's a uh, Christmas been for you like do you or your family have any uh holiday traditions, or is there anything from
3: where you're at that's specific um so on christmas eve you usually go to the pub and then christmas morning um well i'll go going go over that in the morning my presents give them their presents and then we'll go to the pub again and then have dinner I said, well, do you, is that what you do do you go drinking christmas day christmas eve is, that, is it a drinky time bars aren't open really yeah yeah bars would be open like usually it's not all day but about like 11 12 they're open for a couple of hours on christmas day and people go in there and like have like a christmas drink
1: very nice um,
3: that's cool i i like good. the nice. sound of
1: that no that's not a thing over here like, especially in the midwest probably on in on the east coast that sounds like it would be a thing like just It sounds like an East Coast thing, but (laughs) um, no, around here, the the bars aren't open on religious holidays, Um, and that has a lot to do with, like, the – oh, God, what – the opposite of Catholic –
3: christianity oh, protestant. protestant
1: christianity being like
3: oh, our folks Well, that is that's
1: so pervasive it could partially partially it's more the scandinavian oh. one, the scandinavian <laughs> ones is what really did it over here it wasn't the church of england it was the calvinist religions from like denmark that's yeah. and or um finland like all all the those those folks in germany uh is all the immigrants that populated the um pioneer times like 1830s of michigan Mm. is like uh lumberjacks and fur trappers and um people who Uh, made river
2: jesus and jesus freaks jesus lots of them
1: well that kind of was the same thing at that time like those those kingdoms had been converted entirely to protestant christianity by that time so like anyone coming to colonize in the united states or colonize or or immigrate would have been is the right right well they would have been doing so at like so they could practice that religion and not be in their country like there that was a big thing so what however that translates to not being able to drink on christmas I'm not sure, but everybody just drinks in their own homes. So like, yeah, camp yeah, everybody gets completely wasted, but it's kind of like, you'll have like, there's certain holiday drinks that everybody has. Like you always go to the store and get like pasteurized Egg eggnog Nog. and and mix it with like fireball or something, but it's just <laughs> this nasty sugary drink. It's It's not actually eggnog as anyone else in the world would understand it. It's like this, Yellow milk. <laughs> I don't even, it's disgusting shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. um
2: Okay, uh, how about you, Zach? Is there anything with you or your family for Christmas that's well, like, my, a tradition? My
1: brothers and I invented all sorts of fun, ridiculous traditions. Like, we always play Magic the Gathering on Christmas Eve we always exchange gifts between the brothers on Christmas Eve because it's usually video games. And then we'll play the video games that night in my like <laughs> parents' basement. And then uh, we always watch the onion movie because the I, onion. Yeah. Movie? The onion movie. Yeah, Cause I what's, think it's hilarious. What's, what's the onion? The, like the onion news network, like the, the on the, the wait wait the satirical the they, made a, paper. they made a movie it's fucking hilarious you should watch it okay i've never heard it <laughs> it's great all right i'll so. watch it christmas
3: christmas eve
1: you should you <laughs> should it's it's <laughs> hilarious man it, i believe it came out in 2008 or maybe 2010 so the the humor is kind of dated um 2000s humor. yeah it's yeah. it's it takes so quickly
3: doesn't it <laughs> It does,
1: it does. I mean, it's mostly racial humor, so, like, (laughs) it's all, it's done, and it's tasteful, though. Like, uh, at one point, there's a claim made that Puerto Ricans can spend the longest amount of time gripping iron girders, or, like, hanging (laughs) from iron girders. At one point, like, Peruvians are revealed to have laser beam eyes, like, Steven Seagal is in it as an action hero dude, God, dude. <laughs> you need to watch this movie it's no, excellent, no, it's excellent. It. so the, but other than that like christmas morning um we we like go sit up in the family room and like my mom's sister comes over usually and we have like this casserole shit that my dad makes and we have a bunch of christmas traditions man none of them really make any sense <laughs> like we watch we watch the movie a christmas story on oh. repeat for 24 hours Oh God! <laughs> and like um my parents have like a little a little decoration area on top of the upright piano in their front their like parlor where um it's like a bunch of little miniatures of the buildings from that movie and they're all like lit up just <laughs> like <laughs> it's kind of like a miniature train state, train yeah. set, almost like where it's like a little a Christmas village, but it's all from the movie, like the oh, movie I bu- theater.
2: I uh, visited
1: the Christmas Story House. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not far away. Yeah,
2: yeah, I visited it, and uh, yeah, it's there. It's just like in the movie, and uh, it's it's based in this neighborhood in Cleveland that's really super tightly packed together. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure it was different back when they made the movie. And uh, you can stay there, too, but it's like 500 bucks a night or something. 500 bucks yeah. a night just to like sleep in these shitty beds that the actors did back then. Are you
1: familiar with this movie, T? Do you know what we're talking about?
3: No, no. no I've, I not need oh, to watch okay. it. Oh. I, I, I feel like I, I feel I don't need to watch it. It's probably no good, but I can't. Oh, no, no, it so it's I can great! Feel like I'm part of the gang. That's what I, want to <laughs> I feel. No. I've been really left out, not knowing It's about.
1: it's kind of a, a campy movie that was produced in the '90s, and it's sort of, it's supposed to be like a nostalgia thing for people who were children in the 1950s, so like the baby boomer generation.
3: Is like, is it is it Happy Days? kind
1: of yeah it's it's kind of like it's it's that same kind of thing where it's like a pastiche of what life would have actually been like back then and so like there's a bunch of uh, the daniel stern uh, narrates it who's like he narrated a bunch of um like family television shows in the 1990s and then like all the actors and stuff in it are sort of like the adult, like adult audiences would recognize them as people who were part of, of other comedy films. And uh, it's just like the kid uh, gets his mouth washed out with soap for saying fuck. And (laughs) like, it's, it's like sort of depression era. So they, they're struggling to have food and then the dog eats the fucking Christmas Turkey. And then like, The kid wants a BB gun for Christmas, and he didn't. He doesn't think he's gonna get it. And then the dad gives it to him, and he goes out and like shoots a a a steel sign, and the BB like reflects, like ricochets back and breaks his glasses. But like throughout the whole movie, everyone's telling him he can't get the BB gun because he'll shoot shoot your eye out. out. And then so like (laughs) the narrator's like, "I did it. I shot my eye out." And so it's 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 hilarious. It's definitely like that's a family gay, movie. It's it's not yeah. it's not like high art or anything yeah. like that. But it's yeah. fucking funny. Christmas, though, isn't it? I yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
2: the thing too here, here in America is that a particular station, TBS now used to be TNT, they would play this film on Christmas for twenty four hours straight, starting yeah. at midnight and ending at midnight the next day. <laughs> oh,
4: so yeah. that's, that's what. The-
2: so that's what kind of okay, makes yeah. it special, and uh, oh, they came out with a Christmas Story too, where like the kid grows up,
1: but oh, that's dumb shit. I don't but, even want to know that, no, that exists. Well, I well, that it, it, it
2: wasn't as much fun, and I think the reason why it wasn't as
1: you know considered a
2: classic like the first is because in the second one, the the kid turns into like a he grew up into like a Ted Bundy ish serial killer.
3: <laughs> no way, really. <laughs> I'm fucking kidding, Zach. Okay. Don't give me, oh. I'm like, what? Don't
1: give me that I'm so love. confused. Don't give me that fucking fuck.
2: <laughs> I'm honestly I, confused, man. Goddamn, dude. We've been, like, hanging out for, like, half a decade now. I'm being – how can you not tell him being sarcastic at all? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, no, there is a second one where, like, the kid grows up, he has his own family, his own Christmas things.
1: It's not as popular
2: okay so you were not being
1: facetious this. this does exist but what yeah, you were does... being facetious about is that he grows up to be a serial killer yes actually so, that's exactly what I'm saying I, well, well that is why I, I struggle to find out when and when you are not being facetious because you literally just faded mid-sentence from being facetious or from not being facetious to being facetious <laughs> and I already didn't know that there was a second movie so I'm yeah. fucking confused from the get here my you know, friend you
2: know what <laughs> nope no one will ever truly understand me that's the real problem communication is hard forever alone words I, are wind i hurt myself today to see if i still feel it. <laughs> but uh okay for christmas for me um, it's kind of divided into like two eras when i was growing up up until like the mid 20 nearly the mid 2010s it's mostly uh i would visit with my family at, like, both of my grandparents' places. You know, like, my mom's side of the family would meet at my grandparents' there. My dad's family would meet with their parents. Yeah, that's kind of what we do, go between grandparents and, you know, hang out, eat dinner, drink, talk, smoke, all that great stuff. But then it changed in, like, the mid-2010s because uh, my grandfather passed away, and both of my grandmas' well, due to age and all that stuff, they've kind of withdrawn. So we just don't have those big gatherings anymore. So, so, so it's always up in the air what we're doing, but we still do some things like drink a lot. There's that. Uh, and, and I don't know if we'll do it this year. Cause I got checked Netflix, but these past few years, my, my mom and I, and sometimes my brother would, uh, Marathon, the series Riverdale, have or you heard about that? Nah, no, not familiar.
3: What uh, which series? Uh, Riverdale.
2: You ever heard of it?
3: Was that, is that the Archie one? Was that the yes, one? it's the Archie one. I've not watched it. I watched the Sabrina one and they didn't have a talking puppet in it. Satan, isn't it? yeah. The, the new Sabrina edgy. series is serious, yeah, it's edgy. Same with uh, it's, too River. Edgy. it's unnecessary edgy. It's just like you watch it and you're like, Oh, you know, you can't want it to be a bit campy, it needs to be a little bit campy, and it's not. It's always oh, worship Satan. It's like, Oh, it's just well, well, uh, no, no, I'm sorry say hard. my friend,
2: uh, Riverdale's kind of the same, it's uber kind of serious, it's kind of edgy at times. The, the main character, Archie Andrews, uh, he's not a superhero, but he is easily one of the most overpowered characters in fiction. Like, he beats the shit out of everyone, from local gangbangers to assassins. It's, it's a a I I like the series uh, every Christmas since they put, like, the new one out by Netflix off by then. So we just marathon it and just critique it the whole time. Like, holy shit, this is awful acting, or wow, I can't believe they put that into this, or my personal favorite, because uh, my mom grew up with Archie Comics. She wasn't, like, a big comic nerd like we are, but she still read it. So we would watch some of this stuff, like, they will show, like, Frog and Archie having sex. And it's like, hey, uh, remember this from the comic? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's Christmas around where I'm
3: you get much time off for Christmas. Well, it's cause you get less holidays than us in the US, don't you? <laughs> Do you? I so we get like six uh, weeks and I heard you like
1: that, I don't think I've taken six whole days off this year. Uh, that, uh, that, that's a good one, Tom. You kidder, you <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We get fucked, man. I work like twenty hours a day owning my own business. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's really bad. Uh, he He has like a, a legit job job where he like shows up to a building and it, works there. It sucks but don't yeah. do it so he, he does have paid vacation, but I, I don't know how many weeks. it's usually not six weeks you'd probably you'd probably have to work somewhere for 20 years to get that. Well uh, yeah
2: no it's been discussed many a time, but uh, yeah here in America, our work culture is a lot more individualist. Which means they work you to the bone and they don't give you benefits or vacation time. Yeah. Whereas I don't know, like well what's it like where you're at? Like do you do you guys get like considered fair vacation
3: time or anything like that? Oh, they're fucking us now. They found oh, they are? fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> so like based well, it's it's changing again. So uh, The last few years um, people stopped getting, like for your basic jobs, people stopped sort of getting like your sort of 36 and a half hour contracts they'd be getting zero hour contracts and what that would be is if they need you they call you in but you'd usually get your amount of hours that you'd get but because you're not actually working those hours they can not give you any holiday and just sort of pay you the holiday you own and sort of not bring you in when you need to be and you can't get a mortgage because you haven't got any hours and all jobs became like that but weirdly weirdly enough like uh i don't know it's, it's been a lot of bad things with brexit but one of the good things with brexit is that like because there's now a shortage of workers like they're having to actually pay people like a decent wage because there's people kind of can just pick and choose jobs now um which is like the only the only like good thing to come of it like they're stripping us of all our other rights oh. <laughs> we bad. didn't even have any to be taken away from us <laughs> yeah oh, capitalism it's wonderful isn't it <laughs> okay. oh. yeah oh. i my
1: my situation is unique because i don't have a, a job i just i have clients and and i work yeah. so, so it's
2: sure sure you got a job zach you're my own
1: right that's that's one of many jobs that i have
2: no no <laughs>
1: that's the only job <laughs> no i mean when you own your own business here in the u.s it's it's certainly like celebrated as a a, a triumph of the spirit of individualism you're an entrepreneur Right. they like that. There's a, there's a French word for it. Yeah. So, uh, but in reality though, there's no real access for you to, um, to provide employees with benefits without like severely, severely limiting your, your ability to run your business because everything's so expensive. Like you as an employer have to sort of, um, Compensate for the healthcare costs of your uh, employee. So, uh, since obviously you guys have n- national care, like that's not a, a factor of your employment. But
3: for, for not very long, I can imagine they're scrapping that at the moment. So, oh, oh, are oh, okay, slowly going, point.
1: slowly yeah. going. Well, I mean, oh. I don't think anybody likes their, their country's healthcare system, I would imagine. Um, And ours, ours can be good. It provide it certainly provides a lot of jobs, I would say in, in our city, in the city that we're in right now, healthcare is the largest employer by far, and the probably the only close second being the local university. And most of the local university is in conjunction with the local hospital. So it's all all kind of a medical college anyway. And <clears throat> the there's so much money being thrown around in that system that sort of dismantling it would be really, really problematic for the the economy at large. But that's another conversation, of course. But as a as a employer, like all of my work if I, if I get hired by a business to create a video or to to go fly my drone somewhere or to like do graphic design for them, they pay me as a, uh, what's referred to as a 1099 NEC, non-employee compensation. So it's effectively the same thing as a zero hour contract. Like you, you're going to get paid for the work that you complete, but you're not, you're not an employee. So you're not going to get your taxes withheld. So you're going to be responsible for your, your financial burden to pay your taxes. You have to do all the paperwork. So you have to tell them how much you owe them and you have to prove, prove that to them. And so all that, all that type of stuff makes it really difficult for me to get myself health insurance because as a employer and an employee of my own company that I own, not only would i need to pay for my company's right to provide my employees with health care but then i would need to pay again for myself and and a couple of like so you you kind of have to restructure everything to like make your business a corporation which is then a separate tax identity from you so that it's no longer associated so the problem is that i I set my business up incorrectly because when I set it up, I didn't know I was going to be doing what I'm doing now, and I need to change it so that I can get health insurance like next year. But we have like sort of subsidized national health care in the yeah. form of Medicaid that that like uh, I can go to a doctor.
2: Yeah. We so. Well, we also have um, Obamacare. As yeah. I'd call it, <laughs> yeah. but that's just been so fucked over from what it originally was that you know. It's not even worth really getting it. I'm no longer on it. I'm on my employer's insurance because it took a couple of years, but yeah, my employer's insurance is cheaper than what the
1: government was giving me. hmm Yeah, it's all it's all reflective of your tax status. So your your ability to afford health insurance is scaled to your income but also a factor of your non-monetary compensation package. So like they're going to keep your wages lower, but like as, a, as an incentive for promotion or for additional responsibilities in the work site, they'll give you the benefits package, which is like a co-pay on, a, on an investment plan and then uh, healthcare, which is usually pretty limited. You don't get optical care you don't get prescription coverage dentists you know, den- yeah dental care yeah. all that is sort of separate
2: but basically if i could sum it up everything in america is going to cost you something yeah it's not like say in canada or the uk where it's like oh hey i just walk in for this cuz i pay taxes and it's all good you can't do that in america
3: that's yeah, easy. what do your taxes pay for? Because that's people always moan about, like, say about the NHS. Oh, well, about, I, I you heard I, about oh,
1: a, a country called <laughs> Afghanistan, right? Oh, I love you heard this. About that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that military. Or, that's where all of our See, tax money oh, goes. Actually, shit. actually, <laughs> there's three.
2: There is three things: the military, like we just mentioned, uh, law enforcement.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you saw last year how well that money went to. Yeah. And then of course, just corporations in general, because you know we gotta give them money to help them survive the current recession.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll subsidize um, the banking businesses and the um, healthcare businesses uh, that are like hot topics, right? Like or yeah, like the two, they've they've two, done the automobile industries.
2: Yeah, back then they said that as they like to said back then the 2008 recession. The Great Recession, mm-hmm. too big to fail.
1: Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> the way they phrase it. So it's sort of like a uh, the the rule set for determining who's going to receive tax benefits is sort of ad hoc to the situation. Like all of that, we got paid. Like every United States citizen got paid, like twelve hundred. Every taxpayer, I should I should specify, not citizen. Every tax paying citizen um, got paid $1,200 during COVID. And like that, that is like, cause we're, we operate our budget on like a $34 trillion deficit. So the money's not fucking real anyway. So if you ask the question, what does our tax money get spent on it's debt servicing to your country? <laughs> like, cause we're and China. But like, oh God! Here we go. <laughs> but but that's the reality of it because our our national debt is like hundreds of times our GDP. I think like yeah. it's like there. No matter how how much we work or how much like economic value the United States produces, it still doesn't make the the balance sheet positive ever. So our tax money effectively doesn't go to anything. It goes to the interest payments on debt that's continually being folded into new debt and they do that in congress every october and it'll be on the news they're like oh the congress might default on the budget and then they like stall for a couple weeks and bitch about shit and argue and then they'll just do it anyway and it'll be for like way 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 more money than than we'll ever make in one year so yeah it's it's pretty absurd like united states economic policy is as comedic as it appears from the outside looking in totally yeah america it's bizarre here man i mean it's bizarre everywhere like if you think about it just people interacting with each other and making decisions like I'm not going to need the same things in my life that Garrett's going to need. And so if we're going to make a government that benefits the both of us and screws over the both of us, like the, the only realistic equali- equilibrium we could ever find that's, that's, uh, that has equanimity is wow. he gets fucked 50% of the time. I get fucked 50% of the time. He, you know, he's right 50% of the time. I'm right, 50.
2: Actually, uh, you and I have already come up with the, new, the good form of government, or society as a whole, which is basically we just run into the woods and live like the unipop. Right? Yeah, yeah. Friend, yeah. Of show, <laughs> friend of the show, Ted Kaczynski. Friend
1: <laughs> of the show, Ted Kaczynski. Uh, you're going to get yourself banned from Spotify. <laughs>
2: <sighs> no, not, oh God. Next
1: episode, next season, banned from Spotify.
2: Oh god, we, we came up with that fancy last episode. We're like, it's gonna be the dystopian future. Elmblad Media Group is gonna be like this huge fucking corporation, straight out RoboCop or something. And it all, turns out that you're rich because you stole my copyrights. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I wanna I wanna be like the guys that go watch Squid Game. Yeah, Squid like, Game. <laughs> like that. Like when, when they're in the like viewing room,
2: yeah, that's the but,
1: decadence level I want to experience. Yeah, but then I'll
2: <laughs> then I'll then I'll keep getting back at you because by then I will be like Unabomber 2. And I keep sending you packages, you're like. Oh, Garashulke sent me a package. My old friend. I wonder what he sent me.
1: Open it, boom. But you keep living against right. cybernetic parts. Right, exactly. Oh, well, turns out we can replace his fingertips and eyelids. It's like, <laughs>
2: god damn it, I gotta make a bigger bomb <laughs> until I
3: finally win because I just make a mini joke. You know, you know, like how like every like massive like government or whatever in all of the history has gotten to the point where there's so much division between the top and the bottom it just fucks yeah i I think we're at that kind of right now are we yeah that's what i'm like are we getting to that point where it just goes
1: probably it's gonna fold in on itself eventually i mean that's what a lot of people like there's that netflix show house of cards which is a copy of your show house of cards but um the they 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 refer to the political institution in the united states as a house of cards frequently also as like the great experiment right and so like our government is only like whatever 200 years old and and it's experiencing these like our instead of having a colonial reach like where the the british empire had india and Australia, and Canada and all, all of those other like, protectorates and all of those those things, the, the holdings, um, the United States doesn't really have colonies, it has like economic, like servility so like
2: well I, I would say we have a public government
1: so yeah like well south, that's what i mean yeah, like south Korea korea's one but they're I economically say- servile to us whereas it, it, we don't we don't claim to own them we don't we don't yeah, like, yeah we trade with them. it's yeah you know? it's like oh we're partners wink exactly wink. Right. exactly right like so we'll we'll support the the government and give all of the money that like we'll give money to a political candidate that we want to win and then give them the best odds of winning and then they win and then they in turn in turn then reciprocate with with treaties that benefit the united states and so that's like that's how colonialism and and like the united states empire work is it's all based on money and debt rather than and that money and debt is, of course, backed up by the fucking tanks everywhere. Of course, <laughs> right. But like that, that, that military hardware is what's underwriting the the economic force. Hmm. Right. Like our debt structure is built up on like continually purchasing military hardware. And then that credit is used to underwrite the credit that we lend to other nations for um, either aid. It's not usually aid though. It's like to purchase goods that we need or raw materials. So it like, instead of having just like, Oh, well, we're going to go take over this country. And then like, because we're going to grow our food there, or we're going to get the oil that we need there. No, fuck that dude. We just go control them economically and then they have to sell it to us at a cheaper price because if we drive, if we take all of our planes away, their 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 country falls into complete fucking chaos. So instead of being an imperialist nation that goes around and like claims ownership over places, we just we let them pretend that they're their own country, but we just yeah. undermine their entire political mechanism. But I it's mean, are, I guess is, yeah, global civics yeah. by Zach Elmblad
2: actually uh tom correct me if i'm wrong but uh isn't it like the perfect time right now in england for revolution because uh your queen has disappeared is she i think <laughs> she's she
1: vanish again yeah gone?
2: I, I think so they said like she's in she's going away for a bit because she's in her next phase or something
3: oh he did hear about that like like some fucking like she's in a cage that come out as a wasp or something
2: that's what i'm wondering because uh whenever i think of reptilians eating children i thought it was pretty quick (laughs) apparently this is gonna take some time right
1: i always just thought they cracked the neck open and took the spinal (sighs) fluid directly well it depends uh, on how big like if they're like really huge, they could do like a snake and swallow you whole. Right. and they have to uh, process the adrenochrome somehow yeah. too.
3: but i don't know
1: like I, I how don't know, I
3: don't know about don't, don't know about your, your american reptilians but british ones we have to put them in a the big bag and a giant kettle and you have to let them just brew for a while <laughs> this, this week, <laughs> week the temperature two. has to be just that's, right that's the... There's a certain, certain eloquence that the, uh, the British reptilians like to keep with that. With, they they yeah. just cut people's necks, like, like crap, craft sort of thing like that. We've <laughs> got a dedicated ceremony. knife, special <laughs> monogram, yeah. 600 you years do,
1: yeah. old.
2: No, no. And, you know, there, There's one thing I learned from anime, like Dragon Ball or Naruto. The best time to strike an enemy is when they're apparently evolving into their higher form. So that's what your queen is apparently doing. So, God strike now, dude! God take down, God take down the monarchy
3: while she's evolving. <laughs> did you Did you watch Dragon Ball Super? Oh, uh, what? Did you watch Dragon Ball Super? What the new Dragon Ball series?
2: Oh yeah, Dragon Ball Super. Yep,
3: I watched it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's like my favorite of all of, the, my favorite uh, animes of all time.
2: I, I like it, but I have my criticisms. What's your criticism on that? Okay, Dragon Ball Super. Let's see. Uh, I miss, like, the old animation of, like, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, where it was hand-drawn, a little bit gritty. The new one is a little bit too clean, almost. Too computer-generated. But then again, you know, it, it's the 2010s. I guess it's... No, it's the 2020s. My bad. I guess it's to be expected. Another thing is that uh, Goku, uh, his personality has changed vastly. Uh, in that he's a uh, kind of an amoral idiot. He's a he's a lot like Peter Griffin or Homer Simpson,
3: if you will. I like I quite like because I felt like it's it to me seemed like the natural progression of Goku because Goku's whole thing was like it was never really so much to save the world. It was more to fight the biggest guy. That was his whole thing was to sort of fight the biggest guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, How strong he is. Yeah, I guess. know how strong he is. And I think that that series with the turn that it took with it, it like really, I don't know, it was my favorite thing. I loved it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, Because I guess in like the old series of Dragon Ball Z, when they did like the translation to English, I guess apparently the translators thought Goku would be seemed too selfish to American audiences based on that. So they took elements and basically made him anime Superman. Which I didn't know way about he, he, is, he is kind of. But yeah. uh but yeah, he's just like way too dumb and amoral in Super. In Z, he seemed a little bit more intelligent, kinda of had like a moral center. And super, he's just like, oh gee, whiz, I wanna fight fight all these guys. No, I don't care if this tournament will destroy our entire
3: universe. Fuck it, let's do it. It's amazing. It's so good. I love that like Vegeta is 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 the hero. He's more of a hero. Yeah, Vegeta it, so this is amazing.
2: Vegeta, um, the formerly genocidal alien, is the fucking voice of reason now.
3: <laughs> well world. Yeah. Big, big fan of it. Loved it. Had a great time watching. Uh, That's what I did my first lockdown. Uh, I just watched all of Dragon Ball Super. A good nice. Thing. That's awesome, dude. Uh,
2: actually, actually, uh, let's uh switch topics here a little bit because uh, like I said, when I've known you, when I first met you, actually, is uh, well, let's let's throw, let's go back in time a little bit when I first met you. Uh. I friended you on Facebook and I first heard of you because uh, I'm a fan of a comedian named James Inman and uh, when I was looking him up on YouTube I found an interview you that
3: you did with him on one of your very old podcasts.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah so... That was, it was a fun interview I did with him. Do you know, what, do you know actually like interview twice? Yep, so that's how I, I met record him. the first one because I'm fucking useless. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> did, I've been there, the dude i have i have
1: lost episodes of my podcast but like the guy would be like they never re-recorded it they're like we sat for three hours and your computer fucked up i don't care it's like it's gone forever there is no podcast episode with me on it so
3: yeah i that's, feel that's, you man i'm, wait, I'm glad did, you redid it did uh it, how good emin is he's a really nice guy <laughs> oh he is um well you i got on your podcast Oh no, no, no. Get him. You should get him. It- no, it- no, no.
2: No, I, I have a reason why. Cause um oh. before I did this podcast, I, I decided I wanted to interview people that I liked. And I did two of them. First one was uh with this Singapore author named ABC Ahead. I fucked up that name. I'm so sorry. That that went good. But my second interview was, was with James Inman. And, uh, boy, howdy, was it a trial (laughs) because, uh, James, cause we, cause we were doing like back and forth email, you know, I'll, I'll put in like three questions. He would respond the whole time. Like, holy shit. It took like a month to do because, uh, he would like totally like redo his questions. He would get mad if he felt like you were asking the same thing. Uh, one time he was like, oh my god, this this question just made me paranoid as fuck. I have to take a
3: break from this. Wait, so how were you doing it? So were you just doing an uh, email? Recording it?
2: No, no. Read the out? no this,
3: recording? Oh, this was an article that I made. Oh, an article, sorry. Yeah, th- this was before
2: podcasting. So, uh, so I did that for a little bit and finally got an interview. You know, finally finished it after over a fucking month, and then uh, I tried to. I submitted to this publication I thought would take it. Never got a response back, which sucked. And it's not because of Inman's fault. I don't know why they never responded, but then he started like bugging me afterwards. Like, hey, when's it going to be published? I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to find a place for it. Give me a sec. That went on for like a month. Then I finally found a place for it. And he had a problem with it.
3: Oh, what was the problem?
2: <sighs> uh, hold on. Goddamn, this is so fucking stupid. Okay, so I, it published on there. It was fine. You know, text was okay. Whatever. No, apparently at like the end of the article, there was like a period that was like off like I double spaced it or whatever this bugged him and he's like have you seen this you know I'm autistic and this bugs me you need to change it I'm like okay okay so I because on this site you could like go back in add stuff I went back in I tried it it wouldn't let me I don't know why I just could not like backspace this fucking period so I'm told, like, dude, I'm sorry. I don't know what the problem with this is. And, he's, he's, and then for, like, half a month, he kept bugging me about that. Like, it's a good it, – I'll do I'll do a Doug Stanhope, James Inman impression.
1: It was a good interview,
2: but that fucking period's bugging me. Why can't you fix it? <laughs> Until finally I just stopped responding because uh, his last message to me was, like, Hey, uh, hey, hey, I got an idea. How about you give me your username and password and I'll go in and fix it myself? Wow, man. And I was like, <laughs> no, no, I'm done talking to this guy.
3: <laughs> so, know, uh, talking to him like was fine. I had no problems at all. He was a really, nice I know, it, it was a Super. great interview. Uh,
2: oh, thank he you was really me. calm
3: and he, uh,
2: Talk, especially like to talk about Zen Buddhism, about how he spent time at Monastery and that. That was Ooh, really yeah. Oh, no. yeah, so then after that, uh, how should I say this? Um, I like Inman as a comedian and as a writer. Greyhound Diaries one of my favorite e-books. I don't like him as a person though. No. Holy shit. I mean, if, if anyone listening, just look up James Inman's uh, podcast episodes on the Doug Stanhope podcast. (laughs) They are both the greatest episodes and like the most infuriating. (laughs) So that's why I could never have him on because I think he would just freak the fuck out and it would piss me off. I'd tell him the fuck off.
3: and I'm not up for
2: that. I just can't handle it. But anyway, uh, bat. Let's get back to you, man. Because uh, as I, as I know you, uh, I, I've known you honestly as a podcaster, known you as a comedian, and as a musician. But now you are a writer. You have a book out.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a,
2: it's quite happy with it. Yep. Uh, your memories may contain sponsored
3: content. Yeah, let's talk about that, man. I mean, uh, it's a Christmas book to begin with. It's Christmas set oh, during Christmas time. good. Yeah. Okay, so uh what is the plot of it? Um so it's about basically my idea before writing the book was kind of about um uh you know that whole ghost in the shell thing where you can plug your brain into like oh into yes. fiber space. Like I was... <laughs> yeah cyberspace. Great Air I love ghost in the shell. I love the series. <clears throat> it's one of my f- my favorite animes actually. But, um <laughs> but um yeah i was, think, I was thinking about like yeah you know, like that i mean i was just talking to someone about it and i just said about oh, like you know that became real they just start implanting like sponsored content into your memories like you have like, this cherished memory of like your your of your like family as a child but then you're what you'll most remember about it is like just drinking a really delicious coke <laughs> wait wait you know, <laughs> there was, i think
2: there was an episode of futurama like that too <clears throat>
3: i just think about that and like and i start, yeah, i start just sort of thinking about that idea and um and and like uh, how like if you can alter someone's memories you can alter who they are as a person cuz all our personalities are our memories you know, that, like that's our experience and if you can work out the correct memories to make someone into this certain person and gave them and give those people all those same memories you could turn people into these perfect consumers that don't ask questions or think for themselves and stuff mm. that's kind of like where i'm going with the book and yeah it's it's about uh like a, a stand-up comedian and, and drug dealer um, that like sort of takes. <laughs> to, yeah. Um. It, like, gets the uh, goggles. There's like their goggles that do it. because I like that old like cyber, like '80s cyberpunk sort of sort of tactile thing. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he puts them on in the, and uh, yeah, sort of sort of about that. Um. But yeah, it's just the first first part of it. Uh. Well, yeah. It's, it's,
2: yeah uh, well. Yeah. Do you? Uh. Is this your first book you've ever
3: published, or have you yeah, done anything else? I've not written a book before. Um I've written like comics. Um I've written I w I went to film school and like wrote those short films and directed them. And I've written like I've got like loads of like scripts, like comic scripts and animation scripts that haven't gone anywhere. Uh, but this is like the first like actual like novelly thing that I've written. Just like it took me a while to get into it except to write those short stories. And, I was actually going to write this as a short story, but as I was writing it, I just started getting like loads, loads more ideas. So, so it's gonna be yeah, like, uh, it'd be, yeah, it'd be like
2: that, man. <laughs> That's, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding. That's uh, how the Golden series came about. It started off as a short story, which was published in Hub Jamboree, now available through Elmira Media Group. But yeah, it, it then grew into a series. Okay, so uh so uh did, did you have a this is your first time writing a novel. Did you uh what was your writing process like for it?
3: Um so I started writing it and like just kind of kept editing it as I sort of went along because I sort of like writing it and then I'd go back to it and then edit it and sort of like slowly sort of keep going going up and down it. Um uh I don't know I don't, I don't know what 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 do you mean by like process is it like cuz I just sort of I always like wonder what people mean like cuz I just sort of type the words and it sort of I think oh I, but,
2: <laughs> like um how long did it take you did you like have a particular setting that you liked being in what like oh, what was like what was the process like did you sit down sit down and write for a certain a certain amount of time or was oh, there okay. any
3: techniques that you used and writing it um so i le- yeah i just started like i did actually move i have like a specific room that i write in because i did start writing it just in my like bedroom and like that wasn't good because i just get distracted and eventually i just sort of like set a time um and then just sat like took it downstairs and just started writing it for like a few hours like every day for a while and then i'd like so i'd have like these months of writing loads of it and then I'd get burnt out by it and then have months of not writing it and then feel guilty and then have like more months of <sighs> writing it and eventually eventually I sort of like got to the point where I'm like, I reckon this is a point where it's this this ties this bit up and I think and I, I, after this it get onto a whole new thing so I was like I'm gonna release this as the first part of it um all right so uh wait so how
2: long did it take you Two years. Oh really? oh, okay. So first novel, uh how'd you feel finishing it?
3: Um I mean it's technically not finished because I've still it's only the first part of it, so I kind of I kind of feel like I feel good that I've finished it, but also annoyed at myself for not finishing it. Do you know what I mean? like because it's I've still got yeah. I've still got a whole bunch of bits to write and to release. But I feel good that I've Done done a bit of it and it's out. But...
2: Everything everything you said, I
3: know what you're talking about. <laughs> More than you will ever
2: know. <sighs> no, that's just part of being a writer, I guess. Especially, I guess us indie writers, if you want to use that. You know, especially because, you know, we got our other interests, we got our day jobs. It's really just you gotta do the best you can. You know, whether it's finding out what when you can write, how much you can write, even, like, the style you're writing, you just got to go with it. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned feeling guilty, you know, for not writing during certain times. Uh, yeah, again, I know how you feel. I can't count how many times I just beat the shit out of myself because, like, I didn't finish at this time. Or I didn't do this when I wanted to. Actually, there was uh, two years ago, 2020. You know, right in the middle of the pandemic, I went on a writer's retreat. You know, for one week, right here in Kalamazoo, checked into a uh, into one of the long-term hotels around here. Totally fucking bombed it. I got one chapter done out of that fucking fucking adventure, but yeah i felt bad about it but now i really don't because it's all a process you
3: know you learn your limitations you learn your strengths and you build up from there i remember like when the pandemic happened and like we were put into lockdown and i was i was thinking oh you know what i can finish off my book now and i remember there was a big part of it, it was like what's the point everything's going to shit because like, who, who, I, yeah, I, you thought know, when it all happened, you're like, what, what is this? What's going to happen with the world? And you think this is this is a yeah. whole new thing. I always think, well, what's the point? Well, if everyone's dead, no one's going to read my book. So I just watched anime instead, which is a huge waste of my time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean like I just I remember just being like really nihilistic because I was watching like the. Yeah, I was, I, was, that, I was with my mum and I was watching the twenty-four hour news cycle with her, and it was like just—it is a very healthy thing to do during a pandemic.
2: Oh, yeah, as we it all know, like,
3: it was like watching like, but it's just this morbid curiosity of like, see, you'll get you get to watch like a post-apocalyptic film like in real time. It's what it felt like yeah. watching it, and it was like no. really frightening. And I like kind of like, oh, this is interesting, but then it just ended up being like, oh no, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And you see all those hospital beds, and go, that's going to be me. And I'm going to be there, and I'm going to have a thing going down my throat, and I'm going to. But then I've actually had COVID, and it was fine. Oh shit, really? Yeah, I had it like summer. uh I mean, It was a doubter, I don't know which one it was. Probably it was a doubter. Um, I got this like past, this past summer yeah yeah like summer just been um i got like sick for about like two there was like two days where i just really couldn't do anything and then after that i was just like tired all for i was tired for about maybe three weeks after it uh um and i got went like like deaf in one ear for a while which was the, the <sighs> scary part like i couldn't i could kind of hear out of it but it was like it was like it needed to pop and wouldn't i think my glands were swollen <laughs> uh oh yeah, it's shit, fine. dude um are you all right
2: any long term
3: any long term no, problems no i don't think so i'm i'm like fine i think but it wasn't as bad but i'm like you know 32 uh it's it's not i'm not i don't feel i'm the age group to that's going to be a big big problem um so i was never really that concerned about it uh, i know people have died younger than me but it's like it's only really like when you're older it's like a big big concern about Oh.
2: Got uh you okay. know no you know what the one of the nicknames for COVID was when it first happened and uh, it was basically taking out all the older folks boomer remover.
4: <laughs> I don't think I ever <laughs> heard of that one. That's
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the very morbid uh, nicknames for it. I like that. And uh, there was a meme uh, to go back to Dragon Ball Z. You know, during the Boo saga, when Boo shoots off that attack that just wipes out everyone on Earth, they did that, but they changed the beams to like, no, the 3D COVID drawing. (laughs) Then it has Boo saying, human extinction
4: technique.
3: See, you, you, if you get COVID, you, if, you, if you have that, yeah. No, thank God.
1: My roommate did, uh, but we were fine. I don't know. I didn't get it. Yeah, he's up in Athens. He's in Argentina right now. He, yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I didn't get it, but my mom got it. Oh, God. Well, she was all right. Like you, she felt sick for like two days. But uh strangest thing was that. She she went in first because she thought she had strep throat. Then they just did the rapid test. It's like, oh, you got COVID, and uh, and unlike you, she didn't get like the COVID symptoms, like going deaf or anything. It just felt like a strep
3: throat. Yeah, yeah. Don't know, so, yeah they don't see what the omega strain is. That's whatever it is. Which omega strain. <laughs> right, remember. that is the last Which, one, right? What do they do after that? The do they start do
1: they start going to a different alphabet? Maybe they start Cyrillic. When
3: <laughs> when when will someone unironically call it the Ligma strain? Did, did you guys watch the, the self fuck special like the post-COVID mm-hmm. one? Yes, I did watch that on YouTube. Wow. <laughs> it's like They're four gonna years doing... in the future, and it's like just getting over COVID. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's it's implied that. Kenny, when he goes back to the past, brings COVID to the future and sets it all off again. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to do another special where they go back in time, meet their younger selves, which I guess, God, I used to love South Park. I still do, but can't watch it, to not having cable. But apparently they did have like a version of themselves come back from the future speak with them. So, uh, so it's like, okay, how are they going to react to these other future versions of themselves? Then I remember them thinking deeply about South Park here.
1: <laughs> it's supposed to not have continuity, right? So uh, it does Park, now. It, it does, it does now. It
2: kind of, it, it's, so, it's a little bit better than the Simpsons. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay. Whereas Simpsons is, like,
3: all over. Oh, God, I was watching The Simpsons the other day. And, oh, like, I'm sorry, had, dude. Bad. <laughs> they, they had, like, Homer as, like, a teenager, and he was, like, in the 90s with, like... God damn to, it. Like, um, run DMC and shit. And I, and I was just thinking, you know what? The day when they show Homer Simpson as a teenager and he, he's listening to emo music is the day I know I'm fucking old. yeah. It Just keeps yeah. It keeps getting closer to my age and I'm like, oh no. Nice. He tries zero yeah. He, he tried skinny drinks and like, he, like he's supposed to be thirty something, right? He's yeah. Yes. Like thirty-five? Thirty six 30 yeah. to thirty-eight, I think. He grew I'm up in the sixties. I'm getting I am
1: literally it. thirty-six years old. I wow you are I am Homer Simpson. You are you're just like Homer Simpson. <laughs> I am. I'm bald. Well, you all Yellow. got like
2: a W for hair and the well, if I
1: don't shave my head, definitely you see some some W's, little W's. Go for it. Form.
2: <laughs> watch, watch the Simpsons will continue going on for decades. Then uh, he'll show Homer listen
1: to SoundCloud rap. <laughs> I think I just discovered next year's uh, Christmas uh, Halloween costume. Though oh, boy, I'm definitely yeah. going to be Homer Simpson. <laughs> I'll just like cover my whole head yellow, like. Not shave for like three days right here, and then <laughs> wear jeans and a white polo. It's on, dude. It's easy.
2: Uh, okay, so uh, so the series. This is book one, correct? Yes. Uh, how many are How many you got left to
3: right? I don't know. I know how it ends, but I don't know how long it's going to take to get there. Feel um... you yeah, yeah, there. So I like, I'd like, I like three. Three would be good. It won't be three it'd be more than that, I imagine. Maybe prology
2: three.
3: Yeah, it might be four. I don't know. I know, I know what the next one is. I know one after that. All right, so it's probably gonna be more than that. I reckon maybe four or five. I hope not. I can't be bothered to write that many. I'd want to write something new after that. It's a pain in the. You see this? I'll do this series, and you oh, I just want to do something new. Yeah, uh, feel that too. I feel like I've heard this conversation
1: <laughs> from. <laughs> this direction this way what's that one Neil Young
2: song <laughs> old man look at my life I'm a lot like you were
3: <laughs> wait how old are you 32 how old 32
2: oh 34 god you're fucking old I'm the
1: ancient one here yeah that's okay
2: yeah by the way grandpa thanks for hosting Zoom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my pleasure I wish my webcam had better quality. A little seven twenty p, South Korean MSI. Like
2: God, how will you ever listen to songs like "Bitches" and "Golden Eye" again?
1: <laughs> I actually really liked MSI as a company. I, I'm I'm completely satisfied with this machine.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I have to say, too, uh, being a Christmas special and all, at least uh, you, Tom, you took, you uh, had the notion to get a background that is
3: Christmassy. You
2: know, we should have thought
3: about that. I oh, know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a missed opportunity. It's too, it's too late now.
2: Dude, we fucked up the last episode, too. It was in October, but we didn't say anything about
1: Halloween.
2: We fucked up there.
1: Yeah, but just because it's a Christmas special or a Halloween special doesn't mean that the the listener will be experiencing it at the same time. So uh,
2: it means you know. it means something to me, goddamn. Now <laughs> uh, I checked. I checked my anchor statistics, and uh, currently the two big ones being listened to are uh, my Christmas
1: episodes. Interesting. The
2: Christmas and Alpinus episode.
1: It's only because the word penis is in the title. Maybe. <laughs> that
2: is Alpina's nickname. Um, uh, tell me, Tom, uh, where, you, where you're where you currently at. Is there
3: any nicknames
2: for your town?
3: Uh, Salty Gash. Uh, <laughs> sal- salty Gash? Yeah, it's just not as good. I call it Salt Trash, which I think is better uh, than Salty Gash.
2: Okay, I'm trying to think of a title, and I don't know. Would Gash get me uh, Zucked? Might do. Yeah. I know. That so depends. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of what should we do for Kalamazoo?
1: Calabama. That's my, That's Calabama. What my friend uh, Ben always says that. Uh, Calabama. Ca- Calabama <laughs> might
2: work. I was thinking zoo, but yeah. unfortunately we had a tragic shooting here recently yeah. on a bus. <laughs> So that might be a little bit too insensitive at the moment to say, Chris episode, whatever, Christmas in Kilimanjaro and Salt
1: <laughs> Simultaneous Christmas. Yeah, I
2: know. <sighs> All right. God, what else should we talk about?
1: I don't know, man. You don't have a list. No, I don't. I completely <laughs> fucked up. You, you you so diligently prepared your introduction and you don't have any topics. We yeah, talked right. about new things that he has done. Um, what are you putting out soon? Oh, that's a good topic. Thank you, Zachary.
2: I will talk about on my podcast what I'm doing. <laughs> no, uh, actually, just before uh, you came on, we finally finished and uploaded the fifth anniversary edition of Anamaki my very first novel. Cool. put out fifth anniversary edition, restored text, new intro, new art by Tony McMillan. It's awesome. And uh, Zach, thank you for putting it out. For those who haven't listened, I put my hand on his shoulder <laughs> in 10 <laughs> it was yeah, Doing that, because it was hell on earth for
1: this one was tough. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of formatting issues. Um, and for whatever reason, Adobe InDesign has been giving me a bunch of grief. But we got there. It's all technical yeah. details. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We yeah, When I came here in November, uh, we did not podcast that time because it was late at night. We were both fucking tired.
1: It was a long day. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Especially me, too, because uh, it was because I had to fucking work that day. And...
1: I'm sure I probably did, too. I don't yeah, remember it was things a, that happened yeah, in the past. It, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that's all the drugs you've
1: done in your life. I've never done a single drug.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right. You, <laughs> My mistake, Zach. No, no <laughs> drugs for you, Mr. Straight Edge. Never. Not once. But yeah, uh, that's what I got going on. It's, uh, we uploaded it, so it should be available this month, probably
3: before Christmas. Cool. What about some people get it? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, same place. uh, Lulu, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Gumroad, Smashwords. Uh, I'll probably have some copies on hand, so Message me, I'll send you one. I've done that before. It's worked out pretty well, actually.
1: Yeah, You can meet people in McDonald's parking lots.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember when I was handing out copies in McDonald's parking lot. That worked pretty well. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, dude, uh, God, what time is it? Well, it's 4.12 here. Was it like nine, twelve or 9, twelve, at? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're dude. What solid you got-
3: two hour mark? Yeah,
2: what you got going on for us of the night?
3: What's that? Uh what you got going on for the rest of the night? Uh I've got a bed thing. I'll we'll get up early tomorrow. But um I, was, I'll probably, I don't know, I'll probably watch might watch something. Don't know what. Let's see. Um Oh can I plug plug some stuff before I before I, before I disappear?
2: Yeah, holy shit, yeah, god. I'm really off. It's been a hard, it's been a hard two months. I've been on a, basically a holiday schedule at my work, so it's like fifty-six
3: hour weeks. Oh God! That's I ridiculous.
2: know. It's
3: not. He can't make people work that long. That's got to be. Oh, uh, the warehouse
2: can, my friend.
3: Indeed, they can. So yeah, uh, Tom. Uh, let,
2: let's hear your pluggables,
3: man. Um, so obviously got a book. It's on Amazon. I've not put on anything else because I've don't know. just haven't it's more laziness than a, a, a loyalty to our, our corporate overlords Jeff Bezos uh, <laughs> <laughs> just so to on other things but it's, on, it's on Amazon you can get there um, I've got I do a, a, I do a monster of the week uh, podcasty thing which is uh, called the Town Council of the Abenis Isles um, and that's on YouTube the Robot Republic that's what I work do, do it for that's like really fun, really funny. There's a lot of British folklore stuff, little fey creatures, and just I don't know, it's a lot of fun to do. And I, what's the other thing that I do. I'm doing the Pokemon thing for him as well. I've got, I'm gonna do a new podcast in the new year, but, but yeah, Jemmy Town Council, for the Ebenessels and the books are the main, main things that I'm proud of that I'm doing at the moment.
1: Very nice, uh, Zach. Got nothing coming out soon, but uh, we have started working on mixing the Conrad Twitty full length again. So even though that's been an ongoing project since 2015, it sounds like it's going to wrap soon. Um, and we've been playing. I don't think we'll play any shows in 2022, but we might do some live stream stuff. Who knows? Um, but I, I'm I'm still just working on all. Private shows and invite only stuff, so I can't really plug anything publicly. Other than um, uh, I've got some YouTube videos on my my personal channel of uh, repairing a piano that I'm working on, and then uh, Normal on trial. I'm still working on that manuscript. Uh, and follow my Instagram for concert photos.
2: <laughs> okay, I, <gotta> get <laughs> what that I got something
1: from you. Yeah.
2: All right, folks, and uh, Zach, Zach and, Yeah. All right, folks, you know everything from me, Anchor, YouTube, uh, Spotify. You can find this podcast everywhere. Check me out on Twitter at Garrett Schalke, and uh, y- yeah, links will be there. Yeah, I think this is it, man. I think we're done with this
3: podcast. Oh, I have a Twitter as well. So oh, you do? Well. Oh, yeah, indeed, you do what is it that. dr Ubub. I always forget to say I if forget to do that I get to see my twitter
2: everything will be in the show notes everyone go there immediately click on it <laughs> uh, well that's that does it uh, gentlemen uh, yes uh, put put please step recording it. no not yet not yet no not no. Yet? no give, give me uh, let me do this outro
1: god damn it okay i will draw it you how uh,
2: Okay, no. So yeah, uh, thanks, folks, for uh, listening. That was, the Chris- that was the Christmas special here at uh, GSB. Uh, Zach, thank you for hosting, and thank you for all your hard work on Blaze Anamaki and on the secret project I'm working on. Wink, wink. Uh, Tom, uh, thank you for being on. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was great talk with you.
3: Again. Oh, you uh, too! Thank you so much for having me on. Um, thanks for thanks for hosting it, Zach. It's great talking to the pair of you. That had a really nice time.
2: Yeah, dude. Uh, as always, next year we'd love to have you on. If something else
3: uh, I'll, comes I'll up. Get you, I'll get you. I'll get you on my uh my my podcast uh my new one when when I get that. Get oh up hell yeah! Yeah, All right. Really cool. All
2: right, folks. Uh, that's it. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa happy science mass for all you atheists out there and yeah that's the show here is the outro song now you can click it
1: now i can click it yeah that-
5: She said my best friend Merv. Be honest, she didn't bitch, she got what she deserved. A man with an ass that shit since he talks. People ask him a favorite, he'll jump in the socks. But is he that much different to you? So watch him when he's human too. White Jack, gay bash, race war, downhill, Fresh, pick a gay, 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 five big to a so couple five people, who's MY shout, hey, they week we do, it's Ron's playing, to get his leg amputated, he out fake, he can fill like the hatred, he's praying, The old me all she, she wants, a boyfriend, could we got? in for not, on it tomorrow, after the epi, but we'll stick around, for the pre-titty woman take a shit. White trash, gay, fast, race, war, town hall, blood test, fake bris, mission, bomb, on the floor, KKK, gay, gay, gay the Jews, on the heads Monday, free, show, yeah, you